Next on BYU Sports Nation, the young guns of BYU basketball put on a shooting clinic at the Cougar Tip-Off. Which freshman impressed you the most? It's a Motivation Thursday with former NFL and BYU defensive back Duran Gray. What is his message to the BYU football team after their roller coaster 4-4 start? Plus, BYU football adds another Big Ten team to future schedules and the Utes on a couple of future schedules. Plus, it's a game day for fifth-ranked soccer. Just win. Let's go. This is BYU Sports Nation, brought to you by the BYU Store, simulcast on BYU-TV and BYU-Radio. Now, from Studio B, here's Spencer Linton and Brian Logan. BYU Sports Nation live in Radio Vision, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Thursday, October 27th, wherever and however you are dialed in. It's great to have you with us. I am Spencer Linton, teamed up with BYU t-shirt collector Brian Logan. That's what I do, man. Bring them shirts all day. Holla at you, boy, if you need one. I may have some, some larges left over from me playing, but now I rock the schmediums, you know. So, Were you a large when you played at BYU? So I was a large by default because, you know, Mick, who is the uh, equipment manager, said we don't have mediums for – Five, five guys. <laughs> like so, most of my most of the guys on my roster have been like five, ten, and up. So yeah, sorry, but next year I'll help you out. So yeah, I ended up getting some mediums my senior year because Mick looked out for me. <laughs> Speaking of T-shirts, this tweet in from at MN Coog Pilot. The BYU Sports Nation karma is real. I wore my BYU Sports Nation t-shirt from the BYU store for the first time yesterday, and bam! BYU versus Minnesota, a.k.a. dream come true. He's referencing a new series that BYU assigned with the University of Minnesota, a home-and-home. Yes. How about that? Yes. Wear the BYU Sports Nation t-shirt and see your dreams come true. See your, see your favorite team in your city. You can get that at the BYU store right now. Join the growing throng of BYU Sports Nation hmm. t-shirt collectors. Throng. Get yours. Throng. i got to look that word up. That's a new, <laughs> <laughs> it's a new one for me today. Throng is a new word for you? <laughs> yeah, I know. I'm that. glad to have educated yeah, you to a degree today, I love Brian. when you edu- educate me, Spencer. Here are today's BYU Sports Nation headlines. Listen to this, Brian. We already mentioned Minnesota. We'll get to more of that in a bit. But BYU and the University of Utah have announced today they have signed a contract to add two additional games to the current football series. The Cougars will host the Utes at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on September 11th of 2021 and then will return the favor and play at Utah on September 3rd of 2022. The rivalry extended, yes, and I could not be more pleased about it. Yes, I'm excited too, man. I mean... You gotta, you gotta have this, dude. This just makes, it just, just makes sense. This just feels right with, and this is just with all college sports, man. I mean, when a lot of the the conferences realigned, you know, a lot of the the rivalry weeks and and the games that we all look forward to, you know, they don't really mean as much, or some have have gone, um, you know, away, and it just flat out just sucks, man. It sucks, dude. <laughs> like I remember it, even like just in high school where we would dump, like, Kool-Aid in our rivalry school's pool. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> we would do crazy stuff. And I, and I was just walking around campus like, why are all of the statues wrapped up? Like, why are they wrapped up, man? What's going on? What because of the rivalry. Because the rivalry. Like, that type of stuff is, as much as it's annoying for, like, the janitors and stuff to clean up, it's, it's just fun, man. It's just a part of the game. It's part of the sport. And for 
you know, both of these schools to extend it. I mean, that's 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 great, man. Embrace independence, BYU fans. We'll get into the logistics of the scheduling a little bit more with the announcement of Minnesota in just a bit. But I want to add this. BYU and Utah need to play football. When they do, college football is better. This game this year with these coaching staffs was a testament to that. I feel like the rivalry is losing some of the ugly vitriol, and mm. it's just becoming the rivalry again. Yeah. Especially yeah. for the teams and for the coaching staffs. It's fun to have that crossover. It'll be great to have Utah in Provo next year at Lavelle Edwards Stadium as Kalani Satake now gets a chance to go back at his team in Provo. Well, and, and the biggest thing that you said, man, is that it's, it's going back to the game, right? And when I came, you know, I heard all these, these vicious stories and all these crazy things. And it was like, dang, man, it's, it's crazy because I've, I've, I've been in, in rivalry games my whole life. And, like, I do hate you on the field, right? But I hate you in the sense of I'm trying to win. And I, and I want to win in a convincing way. Uh, I want to hurt your feelings. I don't want to hurt your body because I don't want anybody to get hurt. But I do want to win. I'm, I'm playing for a lot more. But after the game is over, we're going to shake hands. You know, we're going to have fun and we're going to wish each other good luck and we're going to root for each other. And that's what Kalani has, has brought back. But at the same time, man, it, it was it was it felt like, OK, if I'm a BYU fan, I'm driving down this road at three o'clock in the morning and a car is pulled over on the side of the freeway, and somebody's like in a Utah shirt. I'm like, nope, keep going. Put your head down. I'm not. I, don't, I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I didn't see it. I didn't see him. But I mean, now it's it's to where it's like, oh yeah, I do see that guy in a Utah shirt. I help. I help a brother out. You know, here's my cell phone. Get in the car. I'll go get some gas. Whatever the case is. Um, but but more to what you said in, in regards to college football. I mean, a lot of people understand this rivalry, and they look. I think they look forward to it, man, because. When, when, but when before I was I came here, I always heard of like the Holy War, and it was always just intriguing, right? Like, what? What's the Holy War? And so a lot of people still have that mindset, and they still you know enjoy the game, just like us as as fans outside of you know Texas and Oklahoma and those type of rivalries. We look forward to them, even though we're not a part of the program, even though that we're not there in those cities. We didn't grow up watching those teams. We grew up watching that game, you know what I mean? And I think that's this is a game that other you know, college sports uh, uh, football fans uh, look to as well. So there you go, BYU and Utah. And when you look at the 2021 and 2022 schedules now with the addition of Utah, listen to 2021 BYU's independent schedule. Arizona, neutral site in Las Vegas. The Cougars will host Arizona State. They will host Utah. They will host Boise State. That's not neutral. They will host Virginia. They will play at USC, at Baylor, and at South Florida. <laughs> Tell me that's not amazing. That is And amazing. super entertaining. In 2022, BYU will play at Oregon, at Utah, at Boise State, at Stanford, host Baylor, host South Florida. Bro. Bro. Tom Homo doing work right now for BYU football. Scheduling is an independent. You don't need no Big 12. And speaking of more scheduling news, we already mentioned the, the University of Minnesota series with BYU. That will take place in 2020 and 2025. BYU will travel to Minnesota in 2020, and the Gophers are scheduled to make the return trip to Lavelle Edwards Stadium in 2025. And I tweeted out the nine games that are scheduled in 2020, and it has a lot of people have excited. And it should. It yeah. should have you excited. I, th I think this is a, a really good game right here for, for BYU. And, you know, Minnesota is usually a middle of the pack. You know, sometimes they're... 
at the bottom of the of, of the the conference, sometimes at the top of the conference, just give or take. But traditionally, they're usually like in the middle of the pack. And you know, when you look at at BYU and, and BYU skills, and I've said this multiple times, I think that BYU as a program can compete with any you know mid tier um, you know conference as far as these bigger schools, right? It's when you get to the the higher the Alabamas, Ohio State is you know the d- major difference is going to be uh, recruiting and the, and the talent, but. This is a game that you know can can help you with relevancy, um, help you to uh, show just uh, the the nation that hey we can compete we can we are a P five school, um, but it's also a good a good opportunity for a win right it's def- it's winnable whereas like Michigan State this this year coming in we were like oh man right now they're down or whatever and and that's a whole other story but this is a game where it's like yes. We can go do that. Winnable Power 5 game. Moving on with headlines. The white team outscored the blue team 80-77 to in the BYU basketball Cougar tip-off. Freshman Colby Laceman led all scores with 24 points. We'll have more on the Cougars in the tip-off and what the young guns did coming up in just a moment. Number 5, women's soccer plays at St. Mary's today. Ashley Hatch is back from her appearance with Team USA. Even though she missed a game, she is still second in the nation with 15 goals. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio and the BYU Radio app. Rise and shout. It's time for What's Trending. You're talking about it, and so are we. It's What's Trending on BYU Sports Nation. Young Guns. In and out. Rebound falls into the hands of Shaw. Outlets to Colby Lafson. He pulls up from 30 feet. (laughs) Colby Lafson. Nick Emery. T.J. Haas straight away from 25 feet. T.J. Haas behind the back. Look at T.J. Haas. Oh, slammed down by Yoli Childs on the follow. BYU out. Rebound falls. BYU men's basketball held the Cougar tip off last night, and the annual blue versus white scrimmage was dominated largely by freshmen. Your next opportunity to watch the Cougars Saturday night, 9 Eastern, 7 Mountain Time, live on BYU TV, the first exhibition when BYU hosts Seattle Pacific. Listen to these numbers from the young guns, mm-hmm. Brian. True freshman Colby Lason, seven three-pointers, young 24 guy. points to lead all scores. True freshman Stephen Bayo, 20 points, five assists. True mm-hmm. freshman Yoli Childs, Yoli! 21 points, 14 rebounds, and eight fouls. But who's counting fouls in a scrimmage? Uh, Jerem. And return missionary freshman T.J. Haas, 20 points, 8 of 13 shooting. He had 7 assists, including 2 of the best passes of the night, alley-oop to Kyle Davis to close out the first half, and a no-look gem to Childs. Think about that. The four leading scores last night were all freshmen, all scoring 20 or more points, which brings us to our stat of the day. It's the BYU Sports Nation stat of the day. 62% of points scored last night were by... Brigham Young, freshman! 98 of the 157 points scored were by those four freshmen. I shouldn't oh. say those four, but by freshmen. And those four had a lot uh, of, of, of those points, man. And Holy cow. Dude, I, 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 I was super impressed with, I think, just the, their overall confidence. And, I mean, to me, they didn't really look like freshmen, you know, from, an, from somebody like myself that – you know, ball is life, right? Football. Football is life. And watching basketball and and an outsider looking in, I mean, there's just a lot of more swag than what I expected from freshmen, bro, which is I mean, that's that's phenomenal. Anytime that any player, if you're coming off the bench or all American, whatever the case is, if you play with swag and confidence, your overall game just elevates. 
Impressive to say the least from the freshman, but which of this talented young group kind of stood above the rest? That leads us to our Twitter question of the day. Which BYU freshman impressed you the most in last night's Cougar tip-off? First tweet in. Is that Broyo Blue Coog? Ab- yes. Abroyo Blue Coog. Okay, yes. I like it. Uh, the correct answer is yes. Uh, smiley face. All of the above. What an impressive freshman class. Great things to come. <laughs> That's a Jerem answer. That is a yes. Jerem answer. Yes. Totally. Yes. For me, it came down to two players specifically. And it was hard because they were all really good. But I think Yoli Childs was outstanding it's with his physicality Yolo. and his athleticism. Yeah. But for me, the one that was just a bit above the rest was TJ Haas. And it's because yeah. he just got off of his mission. There was a mm. lot of concern that, well, what's he going to be able to do? And is he going to be physical enough? And he needs to gain weight. And he needs to do this and that. The shot's still there. The handle is still there. He's working through some things for sure, but he looked very comfortable in the pace of play. And man, does he make it look easy throwing yeah. those dimes he's, to he, his big men. He's definitely smooth. I mean, I, I mean, from somebody who hasn't really studied him, and, and um, I don't really know too much about you know uh, TJ coming out of, of, of high school, but. To see him, you know, for the first time, I was like, "What? This, huh? This guy? This is this is teach? Okay, cool." And then as I as I keep watching, and and he just looks super like silky, like just smooth. Um, his his handles. I mean, there was one one play that I saw um, at the at the at the three point line. Uh, crossover defender drove and went up with his left, like he was going to do a layup, and then dish it behind his back. And I was like. <laughs> And my son ended up waking up. I'm like, oh, I'm sorry, Arlo, go, go back, go back to sleep, man. But uh, you know, to to see again, this is that swag, that confidence um, for from a player uh, that's a freshman doesn't really have experience at this level, man. Is that's that's great to see. Yeah, TJ Haas, I thought was silky smooth last night. So he, while the others were really good, was kind of a just a, a cut above the rest, and he was the most impressive to me as a freshman. What about you? Which freshman impressed you the most last night? I mean, I, I would have to say Yoli. First of all, just because of his name, Yoli. It sounds like YOLO. <laughs> no, I mean, I mean, obviously, uh, also, too, I mean, the, the fact that, you know, I'm black, right? I'm African-American. And to see more, uh, you know, black athletes here obviously stands out. And so I, I just naturally, my eyes were drawn to him. The fact that he's 6'8", he's big, he's powerful, um, you know, very athletic. But he he's also... Uh, smooth as well, you know, down low, and and for him to to dominate the way he did with with the rebounds um, and being able to go up to just with authority, bro. That, you know what I mean? Just with, uh, like this is me, this is my ball, man, my plays. Up next, BYU second baseman Mackenzie St. Clair joins us from BYU softball. But first, former NFL player Derwin Gray is motivating us next. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Simulcast on BYU Radio and BYU TV. Our conversation up and running right now on Twitter. Follow at BYU Sports Nation. And if you don't mind, use the hashtag BYUSN when you reply. Yes, please do that. Uh, it's a top 20 showdown on BYU TV this weekend as a 16th ranked women's volleyball team hosts 5th ranked San Diego at the Smithfield House tomorrow. The match starts at 9 p.m. Eastern. Watch it live on BYU TV or the BYU TV app. Number 16, BYU, against number 5, San Diego. Mm, top 5, top 5. This is going to be probably, I mean, for all intents and purposes, this will 
will give BYU a, a shot to win another WCC title or it will take them out of contention because San Diego right now is looking to take a stranglehold on that. They will need to do something they've never done. In fact, no West Coast Conference team since 2011 hmm. has beaten BYU in the Smith Fieldhouse. Ooh. Ooh. It's 41 consecutive matches. Okay. That will be put to the test and then some tomorrow night. Okay. Which BYU freshman on the BYU basketball team impressed you the most in last night's Cougar tip-off? That is our Twitter question today at Melocopter Tweets In. TJ Haas was a bright spot on the court. I mean, literally a bright spot because of his hair. <laughs> he does have that red hair. He, yeah. he is the ginger mamba. And we, yeah. got some, we got some pushback from some fans last night about calling him the ginger mamba. Why? Look, his uncle and his cousin, Jake Caressa, have dubbed him the Ginger Mamba. His teammates have embraced it. I don't think that nickname is going anywhere. No, what's, I don't understand. What, it's a nickname, man. It's not. It's, it's here to stay. Yeah, he man. didn't give it to himself. Others gave it to yeah. him. He's the Ginger That's Mamba. That's what happens when you get nicknames, man. You don't nickname yourself. I actually want to be the tall beast, uh, <laughs> Spencer. Please call me that. You want to so, be the tall beast? I want to be the tall beast, yeah. Brian uh-huh. Logan. Tall beast. Five yeah. five. No man, my nickname is Belo. Belo, <laughs> like Belo, B Logan is Belo. Say what's up, Belo? Like in, in Spencer's phone, it says Belo. It doesn't say Brian. At Jay Lafson tweets and what a great group of young guys. Colby Lafson definitely impressed me the most. Does that have anything to do with the fact that Jay Lafson has the same last name as Colby Lafson? <laughs> Seven three pointers, including the pull up from like twenty eight or thirty feet on the break, was very impressive. Yeah. And I'm starting to think that this isn't out of the norm for Colby Lafson. You don't just make seven three-pointers in a situation like that when this is the first opportunity for a lot of these guys to play in front of fans. Like That, that doesn't strike me as something that would be out of the norm for him. I, I'm guessing that he probably does that in practice a lot. I would, I would hope so, man. I mean, as, as athletes, you know, when, when you make these impressive plays or you have you know, a, a game filled with stats and you light up the, the stat board – um, it's usually because you practice that way, you know, and a humble coach of mine in high school used to always say, you know, when the newspapers, when they interview you and they ask you, how did you make that play? He said, because you practice it, you know, you practice, you practice perfect. And then it transfers over to the game. I, I think the biggest thing that I, I like um, about Kobe is, is his uh, willingness uh, to, to, to keep on going and chugging along. And, you know, in, in the postgame interview, he had missed, a, he said he missed a, a couple of shots. Um, and he was kind of down on himself, and he looked to some of the, the older guys, some of the seniors, and they said, "Hey, man, just keep on do do what you do, man. You you know you're a baller. You 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 shoot. You can make these shots all the time. You do it in practice. Uh, you know, keep going at it." And he said, "He said instead of putting his head down, you know, that motivated him, and you know, he came out and and, and started shooting more and started shooting better. So um, and I think as a senior and 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 even us as fans, when you look at a, a younger team and younger guys like this." Um, that's the, 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 the best thing that I want to see because we all know that these guys have talent. We all know that they can shoot, they can do this, they can do that. But what's going to happen when the lights are on, when, the, when you got real pressure, when you're playing you know, in hostile environments, are you going to be able to push through adversity? You know what I mean? And, and, and push through those trials. And the fact that a young kid didn't get you know, hung up on himself, oh, man, I missed my first two shots in front of, in front of the crowd. I'm on TV. I don't know. What's my girlfriend going to think? Like, instead of doing that, you know, he, he kept on going, was motivated, and, uh, you know, started, started draining those, those, those threes. 
Some football news for you very quickly. BYU and Utah have extended their rivalry series to go through 2021 and 2022. That means between 2019 and 2022, BYU and Utah will open the season against each other three out of four years. Very interesting. Our next guest and first guest of the day, for that matter, was the 92nd pick in the 1993 National Football League draft. Former NFL and BYU defensive back plus motivator extraordinaire Derwin Gray on the Desert at First Credit Union Hotline. Derwin, it's nice to have you back again. Hey, thanks for having me. Always good to be with you guys. You got it. Emotionally, what has this BYU football season been like for you watching from North Carolina? <laughs> you know, it, it, it reminds me of when I was uh, in middle school and high school and I would watch late-night ESPN games in San Antonio, Texas as a high school kid, and I would see Robbie Bosco and Steve Young and all these guys in these incredible games. Uh, of course, back then they were throwing a ball all over the place. Now we're running a ball all over the place, but it's typical BYU. I mean, it's what makes BYU the brand that it is. You're going to get an exciting game that, you don't know how it's going to unfold, but you know it's going to be close at, at the end. So um, it's been some late nights. I've had to drink uh, a lot of coffee to preach on Sunday, but staying up late has been worth it. <laughs> yeah, you know, I, we were just talking about that. Uh, you know, one of the questions we were going to ask you: Would you be on the East Coast? You know, are you are you getting are you getting a lot of sleep? But I'm like, man, he's he's a he's a pastor, man. He's uh, working on the sermons, so he he should be fine. <laughs> well. Typically, what I what I do is uh, I like to be prepared in advance, and so if I'm working on my sermon Saturday night, then I haven't done what I needed to do throughout, throughout the week. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, yeah, so we we stay up late, and I'll nod off and wake back up. And uh, that last Boise State game was, uh, you know, I was really proud of the way Kalani and the staff and the team leaders weathered that early storm because that could have been a 70 to nothing game. But before you know it, uh, there's a couple plays that are made. Uh, Warner makes an incredible interception. I think that was one of the great interception returns for a touchdown in BYU history. What Absolutely. Athletic, athletic move, uh, you know, powerful. So that kind of stuff is fun. Uh, I'm really enjoying this team. Why do you feel like this new coaching staff, led by head coach Kalani Sitake, is the right fit for BYU at this time? Yeah, you know, there are different seasons to programs. And I think with Coach Kalani, when you, when you look at him culturally, when you look at him as a player, when you look at his experiences, and you look at the staff that he's built – um, the team will inevitably take on the characteristic of the coach. And I think that if Kalani could actually play, he would, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know. And so he has bought a level of authenticity, a level of how do we reach back into the past of the Lavelle era where it's not as corporate but more relational. But then how do we move forward in 2016 where you got memes and Twitter and video and up-to-date news and all this other stuff. And I think that he's been able to do that. And in my interactions with him, I've been uh, just really, really impressed with what he's trying to build there culturally and understanding the unique challenges that BYU has that UCLA doesn't have, that Alabama 
Bama does not have. Uh, BYU has a unique challenge with recruiting, yet he's still able to develop a team um, that's competitive, and that's just a few points away from being undefeated. Darren, what do you expect from BYU over these last four games of the regular season? Uh, you know, the first first four games or, or first half of the season, very tough and challenging. Um, as a player, it's kind of sad to say this, but it's a lot easier schedule, kind of some cupcakes moving forward. But what do you expect the, the last four se- uh, last four games? Yeah, you know, um, I I expect them to win some games. I, I expect them to go eight and four. Um, I expect them to have some some victories where they win by 21 points to 14 points. I don't expect the games to be close. Now, all of that could just be a fairy tale if the team underestimates the quality of their opponents because football is such now with training and nutrition that there is a lot of parity. So if you don't come to play every game like you're playing – the Michigan States or the UCLA's or Arizona's, if you don't come with that type of mindset, you can get beat, as we've seen with uh, uh, how do you give up 53 points to, to Toledo but hold Michigan State to, what, 10? Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, 14. And so, yeah. yeah, and so you have to be prepared to play. Like, you always respect your opponent and expect them to bring their best. And so uh, they have an opportunity – to really, really do something special by going eight and four. Let's put you in the locker room right now. We transport you to Provo, Utah, and you're in the team room. What would your message to this BYU team be after the roller coaster ride they have been on this season, including seven of the eight games being determined by one possession? Yeah, this this would be my message: is if you take care to dig your roots deep you'll have fruit to enjoy. So take care of the root and enjoy the fruit. And what I mean by that is do the things that equates to winning. Winning will take care of itself. Do the things that equates to winning. Number one, your preparation mentally and physically and emotionally. Uh, Number two, the will to win. Winning is believing that you can win, and it's also the will to win. And so focus on the root and enjoy the fruit. If you try to focus on the fruit with no root, uh, then you're in trouble. Man, I, I, was, I was trying to find me a pen right now. I was trying to write that, <laughs> write that down. But I, I, I could just catch the replay later on uh, after this show is over. Um, Duren, let's, let's talk about Kai Nakua. Uh, he's one of 16 semifinalists for the Jim Thorpe Award uh, given uh, to the nation's best defensive back. Uh, what does Kai do that impresses you the most? You know what? Uh, you know, first, first, let me let me just say I, I'm 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 just I'm I'm like elated and ecstatic. I actually talked to him on the phone uh, before the Boise State game, and, and so for me, you know, I think of Kyle Morrell as the best. Um, some say I'm right there along with, with him, and I think we have to scoot over for for Kai now. And I think what Kai is able to do is um, Kai has a nose for the ball. He has incredible hands and he has a knack for making big plays. And so as a free safety, man, I, I just, I just groove on that. Uh, I, I think he's at 13 career interceptions. He's tied Tom Homo. It's time to pass him up. I'm at 14. It's time to tie and pass me up. 
you know, and also if I'm mist- I may be mistaken, but I think I'm the last defensive back to be drafted out of BYU. And that was like in 1993, man. I mean, that's before Google. So it's, it is, I mean, we didn't even, I mean, we didn't even have the internet at that point, you know what I'm saying? Um, So it's, it's time for that streak to end and for Ty to start a new one. But I really, really enjoy um, the way he plays. I really enjoy his nose. Uh, for the ball, and so I expect him to uh, continue what he's doing, and hopefully he'll have a great NFL career. High praise for Kai Nakua from a former NFL guy in the 92nd pick in the 93 draft, Derwin Gray. It's always great to talk to you, Dewey, and uh, we know what BYU means to you, and I hope you know what you mean to BYU Sports Nation, my friend. Well, thank you. You guys are, you guys are awesome, and I hope to uh, chat with you guys again soon. Get some sleep, my friend, if you can, with these late-night games. (laughs) All right. Take care, guys. Bye-bye. You got it. Derwin Gray on the Deseret First Credit Union Hotline. Deseret First, your values, your timeline, your financial future. Boy, listen, he's a pastor for a reason, right? Yeah, man. I mean, his church, I'd feel – if I was part of his congregation, man, I would feel like I – yeah, bad. Everything. (laughs) (laughs) But okay. in a good way, right? Yeah, in a good way. I mean, convicted, right? Convicted is, is that's the better way to say it, right? Like, oh, yeah, shoot, yeah. Right. Fantastic stuff. If you missed the interview with Dewey Gray, download the podcast on iTunes. Which BYU team is working together at a restaurant? And it's Big Deal, No Deal up next. Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation, brought to you in part by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. We are broadcasting in Radio Vision live on BYU Radio, simulcast on BYU TV alongside Brian Logan. I am Spencer Linton. Tonight on BYU Radio is the return of Ashley Hatch from the U.S. national team. Hatch and the 5th Ring Cougars will play on the road against St. Mary's. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio and the BYU Radio app. Let's refresh it as BYUSN headlines beginning with this. BYU and the University of Utah announcing today they have signed a contract to add two additional games to the current rivalry football series. The Cougars will host the Utes at Lavelle Edwards Stadium on September 11th, 2021. That is game number two of that season. And then they will open the season at Utah on September 3rd of 2022. Nice. The white team outscored the blue team 80-77 to in the BYU basketball Cougar tip-off. Freshman Kobe Leafson led all scorers with 24 points hitting seven three-point shots. Next up for the Cougars is an exhibition game Saturday against Seattle Pacific. Live on BYU TV at 9 p.m. Eastern. Are you guys on that call? I will be on the sideline. Dave McCann, Blaine Fowler uh, will be on the call I'll be on the sideline, too. Getting, you know, yeah. Eating cougar tails and roasted almonds. Yeah, okay. If you can pass me some, that would be good. You got it, man. More football news. The University of Minnesota has agreed to play in a two-game series against BYU in 2020 and 2025. BYU will travel to Minnesota in 2020, and the Gophers have a return visit planned for Lavelle Edwards Stadium in 2025. Nice. As I mentioned earlier, uh, the women's soccer team plays uh, St. Mary's today. Uh, Something interesting about this match, Ashley Hatch, uh, with her being back, she missed one game, uh, and even though she missed a game, she's still second in the nation with 15 goals. Spencer? She can play, man, which is why she got her first cap with the U.S. (laughs) National senior team. True. It's time to play Big Deal, No Deal. Big Deal, 
Brought to you by Brady Industries, a provider of commercial cleaning supplies and equipment throughout the western United States for over 65 years. Brady Industries, clean solutions, a tradition for generations. Number one. Big deal, no deal. BYU and Utah now scheduled to play football for the next six years. This is a big deal in every sense of the term. Because, as I said early, when BYU and Utah play College football benefits, not just people within the rivalry, college football as a whole gets to enjoy and really experience one of the underrated rivalries in all of college sports. A, I love it. It's a big deal, like my hair, man. See my big fluffy hair, big deal. See that? See that, Spencer? You want to touch it? <laughs> it's a big deal, man. We said it. We, we can't say it enough, dude. And bigger, big for the fans for, on both sides. And for college football as a whole, happy that Tom got this done. Number two. Before number two, bigger deal that three of the next three six years, three of the next six years will start with the BYU-Utah game, which means a summer of fun. Oh, I love it. I love the hype and the buildup for that game as the season opener is amazing. So, yeah, that just makes it an even bigger deal when you get to those games in 2019 through 2022. Can you think about all the pranks? Fantastic stuff. All the fun stuff. pranks? Okay, now, Ben, what's the next big deal? Big no deal, deal, no deal. BYU Hoops shoots 41.3% from the three-point line. They were bombing it. Buckets! This is a big deal because anytime you shoot 40% or better from the three-point line, it can only mean good things. If BYU can be 35% or better this year... They're going to win a ton of basketball games. They might even shock a few teams if they can keep up, again, plus 35%. So 41 last night with all those freshmen, yeah. I thought that was fantastic. So let me ask you a question, Spencer. Is, is BYU traditionally normally a good three-point shooter team? Yeah, I think that BYU is is an, Usually, a right? good three-point shooting team. But that, that mark is generally like 35%-ish. Okay, then I would say a big deal then. Because to me, I, would f- I feel like since BYU, I know with BYU that they're, they're going to have shooters. And so the fact that they've done this, it's, it's, I mean, I guess with the mark being 35%, it's a big deal. But, I mean, I would be more ec- excited, ecstatic that they have some post players. And somebody that's named Yoli. Okay. So you, you get my point, Gary. I'm coming there. Now, here's so. the thing. And we talked about this last night on the Cougar tip off. Because BYU has post players, the three yeah. point line is open they can play, more now. They can because play inside out. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. This is the run pass effect in football, if you will. Defending the post opens up the three point mm-hmm. line. You start to make three point shots, you're forced out, and you go back into the post. Yep. This is BYU basketball. There we go. Big deal. Number three. Let's go back to football. Big deal, no deal. BYU football schedules a home-and-home series with Minnesota. Brian, you do the honors on this one. I'm going to say it's a big deal, man. It's another opportunity to compete against a P5 school, and I think it's a, it's a, it's a winnable game. Um, and it's, a, it's another opportunity as well to, you know, to travel um, over to the East Coast and uh, you know, for fans to see, uh, opportunity for recruits, right? Uh, I mean, you, you start to really grow your recruiting, your recruiting base by having uh, possible recruits actually being at the game, right? So big deal and, and more than just the actual play on the field. Um, fans, recruits, all that good stuff. See, f- I, for a hundred reasons, I think this is absolutely a big deal. But the one reason I say it's no deal is because it's not till 2020 
and 2025, which is kind of depressing. You got to wait a while for this game. I mean, the 2025 one is not going to happen because <laughs> of the conference realignment. So let's just let's just get that in right now. But at least at least the 2021 will happen. Yeah, that so. seems that seems uh, yeah. hopeful. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. That's okay. Gonna, that's going to happen. Very yeah, cool. Uh-huh. The 2020 yeah. schedule is fantastic, by yeah. the way. Number four. Hey, is Mister Incredible still going to be the coach of Minnesota in 2025? <laughs> Mister Incredible. Craig T. Nelson. Isn't that Minnesota State, the Screaming Eagles? Oh, Minnesota State, the Screaming Okay, never mind. Let's Dumber! go to the next one. <laughs> Big four. deal, no deal. Kyle Van Oy playing for the New England Patriots. Big deal, man. About to get him a ring. Going on a team that <laughs> going on a team that wins. I want to play for a team that wins. Now you could make money and win games. I think Kyle Van Noy hit the lottery for a couple of reasons. Yes, because his chances of winning a Super Bowl and getting a Super Bowl ring have now exponentially increased. But I think that the validation of Bill Belichick and that staff wanting Kyle Van Noy and to utilize him will give him the confidence that he needs to go and excel. His his career thus far has been kind of marred by injuries. He just got yeah. himself into the starting lineup at Detroit, but now he gets to go and showcase those skills for the Patriots, and I think that that is the confidence boost that he needs to be successful. Kyle Van Noy playing yes. for Belichick and the New England Patriots. Yes, get you a ring, Kyle. Big deal, no deal, as usual, brought to you by Brady Industries, Clean Solutions, a tradition for generations. Our Twitter question today is dealing with BYU basketball. Which BYU freshman impressed you the most in last night's Cougar tip-off? At TashaLynn19 says, Yoli Childs is a beast. Love his physicality. Also impressed with shooting prowess of Stephen Bayo and Kobe Lafeson, some great newcomers this year. Yoli, man. I'm going to name my kid Yoli. Yoli Logan. Yoli Logie. That's just going to be his nickname. <laughs> Up next, she hit a grand slam in fall ball, one of the funnest people on the softball team. Second baseman Mackenzie St. Clair is next. Do not miss it. BYU Sports Nation presented by the BYU Store, the official outfitter of BYU fans everywhere. Spencer Linton, Brian Logan, live from Studio B. If you happen to miss an episode of this show live... Shame Worry not, my Shame friends. Shame on you, then. The rebroadcast airs weeknights on BYU TV at 6 p.m. <laughs> Eastern. It's the Top 20 Showdown on BYU TV this weekend as the 16th-ranked women's volleyball team hosts 5th-ranked San Diego at the Smith Fieldhouse tomorrow. The match starts at 9 p.m. Eastern. Watch it live on BYU TV or the BYU TV app. Twitter question today, which BYU freshman from the BYU basketball team impressed you the most in last night's Cougar tip-off? At Tim Oblad says, Yoli Childs. Because even after fouling out, he stayed in the game and (laughs) fouled more. Not even refs can stop him. Eight fouls. Oh my gosh, that is hilarious. Now, Eric Mika didn't play, precautionary, with a minor ankle injury. So, Yoli and Kyle Davis, those guys had to play a ton of minutes, and Jamal Eights as well. So, they, they were racking up some fouls. I see you with the excuses, Spencer. <laughs> <laughs> a foul's a foul! A foul is a foul. Uh, senior second baseman Mackenzie St. Clair of BYU Softball just wrapped up a perfect fall season with her team. Mackenzie, welcome back to Studio B. Thanks. Don't be shy. Attack the mic just like you do the yeah, softball. Yeah, you, there you, thank yeah, you. Yeah, you, yeah, just you was, kidding. You was acting all shy during the break. <laughs> now, a backstory here. I walk into uh, one of my favorite Italian chain restaurants, and lo and behold, like five members of the BYU softball team are all doing work in the restaurant. And my, I felt important. I was like, hey, I know them. 
they're good players, and they they maybe might know me too. <laughs> <laughs> Whose idea was it to all work at the same restaurant over the summer? Well, I was the first buddy. I was the first one to work there. You so then the everyone trend. kind of followed. Yeah, okay. you know? <laughs> started the movement. Yeah, I worked. I've been working there like a year and a half, and then two others got a job like at the beginning of the summer, and then when those two got a job. Two of my other roommates are like, well, I want a job. So we got them a job. And then I think of another freshman just applied or sophomore just applied for like a hostess job. So there, basically the whole team. Pretty much like six people, yeah, yeah. from the team. So, <laughs> it's so, fun. So how is that working together? What's the, it's fun. So yeah. yeah, we work out together, practice, live together, go to work together. <laughs> can, you yeah. be com- can you be competitive in a work environment? It's like, well, how many tips did you get today? Not really. Okay. Like, a lot of people don't discuss that at work. Like, a lot uh, of the servers are really weird about it. They're, like, frowned upon yeah. or something? Like, you don't discuss yeah, tips? Yeah, kind of. There's, like, one host that will always like, kind of, like, look at the checkbooks when they're cleaning the table. But, like, yeah, no one really does you that. You guys should have a so. competition for, like, tips where it's, like, whoever gets the most tips tonight, then, like, gets the whole pot. That would be... I would win it. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Now, here's, the good, here's the good thing. Yes! Yes! I'm just kidding. When I, when no, no, I left, no. I was, like... Okay, we need to live. We need to leave like a good tip, a big tip, where I'm never gonna live this down. <laughs> no, you guys took care of me. Okay, so, so there you go. There yeah, you go. It was fun. At what point do you do you need a break from your team? Do you ever need one, or is it just kind of like really, Yay. not really? We live together like all, the full year, even in the summer. So not really. They're like my best friends. Very cool. Once you're traveling on the road for like pretty much eight weeks in a row, then it's like. People start getting on each other's nerves, but usually I'm, I don't really, no one really bothers me that much. So, mm. oh, you're, yeah. you're, you're more like the chill, relax. Yeah, I try to be. Yeah, I don't, yeah. Is it like, you're, are you like so chill that if somebody has, if somebody has a problem with you, it's like their fault? It's like, what's wrong with you? <laughs> Probably, I don't know. <laughs> I don't really get in fights with people that much. <laughs> I'm kind of just like, okay, yeah, yeah, I don't really mind. Why are you yelling at me? I'm not mad at you, right? Yeah, now, dude, see, that, that's me. That's a brilliant comeback because if someone gets mad at you and you're like, okay. Yeah, right, that's like, yeah. Ugh, it's like yeah, immediately it's nullified. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of me. I'm just like, all right. Mackenzie St. Clair, BYU softball with us in Studio B. The Cougars just wrapped up a perfect fall season. What was the key to uh, playing so well in fall ball? Oh, gosh, I don't know. I think this is my fifth year here because I redshirted my – my uh, freshman year and this is the first fall I think that we've gone undefeated um we have a the biggest pitching staff we've had in the my five years here and our hitters like our freshmen have like contributed a lot and we just we hit the crap out of the ball so I think in our first game against UNLV we scored I think 15 runs and Ooh. I think they were all from home runs wow I think nice. I think we had like five or six home runs in that game so yeah. So you had a grand slam <laughs> against Southern Utah, right? Yep, I did. Um, so what's mm-hmm. what's better than hitting a, a grand slam in softball? Gosh, I don't, I don't know. Maybe I don't know. Nothing. That felt pretty good. It's yeah, hard to beat that. <laughs> yeah, just a clutch hit, I guess. If the game's on the line, is the best you can do. So it was a pretty close game. So that was fun. So. Taking care of the Thunderbirds, and uh, I mean, now now you turn your attention to after playing so well in the fall to. Okay, we've got to get ready for what happens in February and, yeah. and through the spring. What are your team goals for the approaching 2017 season? 
Yeah, our team, it's, it's a lot different in the fall than it is in the spring because of our the level of competition goes way up. And we have a really, this is, I think, Egan said the toughest schedule we've ever had in BYU history. And last year was really tough. I think we start out with, we start out with four, like, top 25 teams, all yeah. four of them, I think, Nebraska, Washington, Oklahoma, I think. I don't know. I can't really remember, but they're a really good team. So, we we have goals. We want to win not only the WCC, but we definitely want to go to the World Series. So, and we think we can with our staff. We're really we have a lot of depth this year. On wow, our team. Okay. we have twenty two girls or twenty one now, which is a, a lot more than we've ever had. People are like doubling up on the on the bus now. And <laughs> I've never I've never had that before. So we have a lot of depth and we have a lot of inter team competition. So. It's pretty good. It's a good year, I think. What what game are you looking forward to the most on the on the schedule? Honestly, I can't really remember everyone that we're playing. I I like all of our games the same. There are a much. ton. I mean, you play we like have 40 so games. many games. It's I think like we might have more than like that. Thirteen. I no, we have two. so many games. Sorry, I think it's almost like fifty-six. It's like sixty games. 60. Yeah, it's so many games. You want so. if you win forty, that's a great season. Yeah, yeah. Forty wins is like even if we don't win our conference, will be. I think it gives you an at-large berth to the postseason tournament. So yeah, we have a lot of games. So I try to treat them all the same, though. Yeah, I guess you really have to like with in, in football. It's like this. It's cliche. It's yeah. like it's the next game up, right? Yeah. Next game up. But yeah. I guess with you guys, there's yeah, a lot it's, more. It really is yeah. next game up. Yeah, yeah. makes sense. Yeah. McKenna Bull has been the ace in the pitching staff. She holds basically any and every meaningful record as far as career numbers go for BYU softball. But you specifically mentioned the depth of the pitching mm-hmm. staff. Who's going to join McKenna that makes you feel so confident about this spring? Um, we have five pitchers on our staff this year. Wow. Yeah, so it's a lot different. Kenna has pretty much held our team the past few years, but this fall, like, we had, we have Ari Paulson, who's, like, stepped up big time and has pretty much shut our, us down the whole fall in our blue and whites, which is huge. And then we have a few freshman pitchers, Carissa. Um, I can't say her last name, but she is hey, awesome. Hey, Carissa. <laughs> <Not> Carissa. <laughs> she has yeah. a dirty curveball, like, Everybody swings at it. It will be like in the other batter's box. I'm like, why am I swinging at that? <laughs> like, it? It's dirty. Like she, she's done really well. Rissa Paulson's going to be really good. Ari's sister just came in as a freshman, and even Olivia is doing really well. So like all our pitchers have been pitching in every game, and they'll pitch like two innings each or something like that, and they're all shutting them down. So great nice. stuff, Mackenzie. Yep. It's awesome to have you in Studio yeah. B. Congratulations on your success. Thank you. I'll make sure that it, uh, if I come across you in a restaurant again, I'll leave a nice tip. <laughs> yeah, we'll do that. <laughs> Just do us one favor. Sign our new Stretch Y flag. You signed our old flag. We've got a new one in since you uh, were last in here, so we'd like you to sign that new flag. Okay. Try my best. There you go. <laughs> Mackenzie St. Clair of BYU Women's Softball. Our Twitter question today dealing with BYU men's basketball. The freshman impressed last night, but which one impressed you the most? Send in your responses. We'll get to those next. Also coming up on BYU Sports Nation If you have missed it, major scheduling football news for the Cougars. We'll get into the details next. Presented in part by DexterLaw.com. Help when you need it most. Brian, what should we do? Whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around. Football. BYU and the University of Utah announced today that they have signed a contract to add two additional games to the current football series. The Cougars will host the Utes at LaBelle Edwards Stadium on September 11th, 2021, and will play at Utah on September 3rd 
in 2022. That means three of four years they open the season against Utah between 2019 and 2022. Ah, nice. Also, BYU and the University of Minnesota have agreed to play a two-game series in 2020 in Minnesota. And in 2025, Minnesota will travel back to Provo and Lavelle Edwards Stadium. Men's basketball. The white team outscored the blue team 80-77 in the BYU basketball Cougar tip-off. Freshman Kobe Leafson led all scores with 24 points, hitting seven, seven three-point shots. Uh, next up for the Cougars is an exhibition game Saturday against Seattle Pacific, live at 9 p.m. Eastern. Soccer. The fifth-ranked BYU women's team playing at St. Mary's today. Ashley Hatch back from her appearance with Team USA. Even though she missed a game or two, she's still second in the nation with 15 goals overall. Coverage begins at 6 p.m. Eastern on BYU Radio and the BYU Radio app. Tennis. Men's tennis travels to USC to compete at the SoCal Intercollegiate. They will compete against various schools, including UCLA, SC, and Pepperdine. Golf. Men's golf traveling to Northern California to play at the Pacific Invitational Tea Times will begin early today. Nice. Future guests include linebacker Butch Pau, the smiling linebacker. <laughs> Ken Pomeroy, BYU basketball, not BYU basketball, but college basketball statistician, a guy who can offer some very intriguing insights as far as numbers go on BYU hoops. And Mary Lake and her... <laughs> knee brace Amber from BYU Women's <laughs> Volleyball. That's the, yeah, that's her. Today's that's Rise and Chat brought to you by Dexter and Dexter Help. When you need it most, DexterLaw.com. I want to give it to Tom Homo for hey. his efforts in BYU football scheduling as an independent, adding a home and home with Minnesota and extending the series with Utah for an additional two years. It is so difficult to put together quality schedules as an independent, but now we are starting to see the fruits of his labors mm-hmm. six years into independence. We're enjoying it this year as BYU football fans when you look at the quality of opponents, and it's just going to, that trend is continuing now, is what we're seeing. Yeah, I'm, I'm excited how uh, this is going to impact recruits and recruiting. You know, to see a schedule like that versus just a regular you know, conference schedule. Our elite tweet of the day, answering which BYU freshman impressed you the most in last night's Cougar tip-off at Mr. McCosmo75. Jake Oldroyd. Wait, what? Oh, you're talking b-ball? Oops, sorry. Multitasking <laughs> fail. Thanks to all of our guests. Download the podcast. For Brian, I'm Spencer. Shout out to Cosmo. We'll see you tomorrow.